6.43.17 before 7. Tommy Tucker, WWL, sunrise set for 7.12 today. First day of daylight, saving time, but we'll get used to it and think of the time you'll have this evening to get some chores done or, or have fun and tire yourself out. 55 right now, cold front came through as well. Ed Shervenak joins us, our friend, professor of political science at my alma mater, UNO. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm fine, Tommy. How are you today? I'm good. I hope you had a good weekend. Yes, yes. You didn't get hit by any... The St. Patrick's Day Parade, count some cabbages. Didn't get hit by any flying produce. That's what I was going to ask you. (laughs) Uh, I didn't get hit, but I was able to catch a few. There you go. Uh, And you got to make sure you don't spike it after, because then, you know, you damage the vegetable. (laughs) Let's talk about the recall effort. Um, I guess we'll start with where does it stand now? Right now, the process is the local registrar, uh, Sandra Wilson, that her office is now counting and validating the signatures uh, from the that they was that was delivered from the recall campaign. And we really don't know anything uh, because the local parish registrar has refused to tell the public what her what process her office is using to validate and invalidate the signatures. There's no neutral observers in there watching this and, and, you know, finding out what's going on. What, what process could there be? You, you, what, what exactly is she comparing, the names and the addresses to make sure that... She's, she's, Go ahead. She's looking at the, well, we don't really know. I, we're assuming that she's looking at the signatures um, that are on the original voter file card and comparing them to the signatures on the recall uh, petitions. Hmm. That could be a subjective thing, could it not? Yes, it could be, uh, and, and that's why you would assume, you know, that you might have some neutral observers in there, um, and, this is, and the, given that it is a judgment call, you know, that might some might slip in, and there might be some that will be invalidated. Because I know, you know, and I, I'm a dinosaur because I still write checks for certain things, and depending on what pen or whether I worked out or whatever, the signature is not always the same. Plus, I got a pinched nerve in my neck that that affects the the writing and boy i could see where that could be trouble so what's the time limit here ed what are we looking at well the uh, local registrar needs to complete the count and the validation by march 22nd so um, that that'll be one month since the the petitions were delivered to her office nine days from today days the 13th if she doesn't what happens Uh, a mandamus suit uh, by law, she's required to do so, and um, so I assume that they'll finish on time. She's probably requested some extra help from the office in Baton Rouge, but um, so it's it's you know it's black letter law that they have one month to count those signatures. And nobody knows what's going on because she's not been transparent at all. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Okay. That is correct. So if they have enough signatures uh, as validated by the registrar. Does the mayor have the right then, or we, I don't know if the mayor's involved in this right now because the whole thing's done in secrecy, but would the mayor's team then be able to go back and look at the signatures or challenge anything? It just seems like this yeah. is this is setting up a challenge and a, and a delay. I, I would agree that particularly the lack of transparency is, is basically giving the mayor ammunition <clears throat> um, and will probably uh, result in her team challenging the results, you know, trying to figure out what was the legal basis for the Secretary of State for unilaterally lowering the recall signature threshold for the purposes of the recall. Um, you know, 
how many uh, the, the recall team hasn't really told us how many signatures they collected or how much money they've raised and spent, and so there's lots of unknowns out there. And, and probably gives. I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead, ahead, please. I'm here every day. I want to hear what you have well, to say. Well, well, it probably just gives more ammunition to the mayor to challenge the results. And this is kind of like she's playing with a lead. She's trying to run out the clock. She's already got the office, right? That's correct. The office is hers. So I don't know if there's any cooperation between the clerk of court, uh, the registrar of voters, beg your pardon, or and the mayor or not. But if there would that be illegal if there was, if if there were to be, and I'm not saying there was, but if there were to be communication between the mayor and the registrar of voters, where the mayor says, look, there's no big rush on this because the registrar is appointed by whom? By the mayor. But, you know, they're they're insulated from political pressure. So it's not like she can fire her. Because she's, well, yeah, but if if she was, could Well, the one thing is that she's, she's immune from political pressure because it's not an elected office. Um. And so she's appointed and then uh, confirmed by the city council. Did Mayor Cantrell appoint Sandra Wilson? I don't think so. I think she was appointed many, many years ago. So what about the judge not declaring that she um, or revealing that she had signed the petition to recall the mayor? I, I could see it both ways. I could see it where maybe she should have or could have. But I also see it, well, you know, you can make an active decision not to sign the petition because you you want the mayor to be in office or remain in office. So that could also be a disqualifying factor in a way, right? I mean, is that going to really have any um, momentum here? Is that is that going to matter? Um, you know, that a lot of that will be up to the Louisiana Supreme Court. They're the ones who basically look into uh, unethical and illegal activity by the judicial branch. Um, and their concern is that judges maintain the independence and integrity of the bench. And so uh, we'll have to wait and see if, if the, the, the judge who presided over the recall organizers lawsuit um, will be sanctioned or not. Right, let me take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about what we know of who signed the petition so far, where the signatures are coming from. We're talking to Ed Shervenak, professor of political science at UNO. Remember, time is on the mayor's side. All she got to do is run out the clock. 6.50, 10 till 7. Time for traffic now on WWL. 56, 4 till 7. Tommy Tucker, WWL. Monday morning, talking to Ed Shervenak, professor of political science at UNO, getting an update on the recall efforts. So, they handed over 32,000 signatures to the Times-Picayune. They need how many, Ed? They need about 45,000. Okay. Now, we have to remember they did not hand over all the documents to the Times-Picayune. Um, that there that basically were two batches. And so my assumption is that the Times-Picayune is going through that second batch of documents. The Wait, the ones that – so they've gotten them yeah, all so now? I, my assumption is that they delivered. They initially delivered <clears throat> ten thousand documents to uh, the Times Picayune, and then delivered another seven thousand documents. Uh, and so, I'm assuming they're going through those additional seven thousand documents. Can the Times Picayune, or do they have access to the cards or whatever it is that the registrar is using to verify the signatures? They're they're basically comparing it to the uh, voter file, so they're looking. You know, they're not looking at signatures per se. They're just looking at names and addresses. 
what have we uh, and, and voting history? What have we learned from that about where the signatures are coming from? Or came uh, from? What we've learned is that there's you know sharp divisions based on race and neighborhood. Um, Seventy-six percent of those who signed the petitions are white, um, but whites only make up about thirty-seven percent of registered voters, so they are uh, well overrepresented. And also, most of the signatures were concentrated in the Lakeview area, uh, town area. Um, so again, kind of uh, what we're finding are these, you know, severe divides. How do you see this playing out? You know, this is uncharted territory, and it's so it's hard to predict what's going to happen. Um, <clears throat> my suspicion is that, you know, they'll release the results, the mayor will challenge them, and that this will just going to be dragged out in court, and, you know, the mayor will do everything she can to run out the clock. Yep. Do you think there will ever be, if you had to predict, a recall election? Um, <clears throat> Referendum? If, if well, it's it's possible given you know when the legal process works itself out and they come to come to a final decision. At so what point it could I, be it, it, it could be a a recall election, but then the mayor may have less than a year left. That's now. that's uh, what I'm wondering. The law does not uh, care, or does it distinguish with how much time's left on the clock for the mayor or no? No, there's no 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 distinguishing that. If once the governor calls a special election, that's when we hold the election. But the governor would have the decision. If, for example, there's nine months left, and I'm not saying I'm not in, I'm not trying to push one way or the other. I'm just saying the governor then at that point could say, well, there's three months left. I'm not going to waste some money on an election, right? Well, the governor has 15 days to issue that proclamation for the election, so it's it's in state law. I'm not sure the, the governor has that kind of discretion. Oh, would have to have the election. Yes. Even if there was three weeks, four weeks left, depending on litigation. Yeah. Right, because— because they had met their threshold on the number of signatures required for the recall. All right. Thank you. Ed. Any final thoughts? Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens here. All right, my friend. Thank you. Have a good day at UNO. Thank you. You do the same. All right. It'll be interesting to watch what happens indeed. We'll talk to Dan.